Hello, everybody. My name is Donatos Urbonus, and I'm the host of a new basketball podcast, Urbonus, which you can find on a brand new international media project, basketnews.com. And it's a big honor for me to present you my first guest, Indiana Pacers and Lithuanian National Team Center, Domantas Sabonis. Domas, welcome aboard. Thank you. Thanks for having me. There's so much to talk about with you, but you're on duty and we have very limited time for this conversation. Just a remind, uh, Domas is now fighting the Lithuanian national team for that uh, only remaining ticket for the uh, Tokyo Olympic Games. Uh, so we'll try to be quick. And um, first of all, Domas, uh, we're going to go to some fun, uh, funny stories, but now I want to start from the serious part. And in my eyes, be behind your success, there are a few key components uh, what you know led you to the places where are you right now and as at once I wrote in my article that a lot of comes from uh, from your family from Sabonis house so uh, let's start from the roots uh, from genes and uh, as we can witness on the court a lot of comes from your dad and I wanted to ask you uh, I know that it was hard for you to follow dad's career uh, back then uh, but what do you remember what was your favorite dad's game and in your eyes what was the most important uh, moment of his career uh, in your eyes most important I don't know um, there's so many you know um, as a kid I was young too so I try to watch as many uh, games as I can now you know but I feel like that first uh, Olympic Games um, representing Lithuania uh, meant a lot to my dad you know I think uh, that was the most memorable me memorable and important thing to him you know um, just being able to play for his own country his own flag and just to represent them so I would say that would be maybe the most important one. It was 1992 in Barcelona, right? Yep. Do you remember any any memories or any experiences which your dad shared and which, you know, amazed you as a young kid? Um, yeah, you know, he always tells us a lot of funny stories that go on, you know, with the national team and how everything, how everything was back then, you know, because it's definitely a lot different than it is now in terms of preparation, games and everything. So um, it's just always nice to hear his perspective. And when it takes genes, it's not, only the way you move like your dad but the way you read the game and even in Unukaha Malaga when you were a teenager coaches didn't need to repeat things twice for you in order to understand what they want or at least you know my sources uh, told me yeah. that um, because you always had great basketball ba basics and you know smart players usually love to share the court with other smart players and I was yeah. thinking what was the most intelligent teammate coach or player you've met and you admire him so much for his basketball IQ um i don't know there's i've been through a lot of teams a lot of good players you know um there's just so many you know there's uh different situations where you're on the court and you connect with uh different kind of players you know like my whole career you know going from unicaja gonzaga national team and nba like every team i'm on there's always a player or two that i have a a different kind of chemistry with and other other teammates you know and then that's where we try to use it to our best and expose teams you know and um the easier you 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 get on the same page with your teammates or a, a, an individual in, in in like a particular, um, the game is just so much easier, you know. And then other teammates see it, and then they want to do it as well, you know. So it just um, makes it easier, you know. Um, this year, as well, you know, um, I felt like um, the, the the chemistry of how we wanted to play um, was big, you know, and um, we just could get the ball moving around and guys were starting to realize, oh yeah, if I cut, I can get open, Domas is going to pass to me. So um, that helped a lot uh, for, for our team and for my game individually. 
yeah that that you know t- teamwork team you're a great team player and this is also very important uh, to you and also that's the case what uh, i pointed out in my uh, my questions uh, um Triple double stats also show that you can dominate yourself, but also involve uh, others. And at the same time, you're very close to the family. And I'm trying, you know, to find the combination between team and the family because sometimes it looks like your family is like a team, and your team is like a family to you. And I will explain something that, for example, your dad wakes up early in Lithuania to watch your games at night, mm-hmm. or your bro- brother Tuti uh, is the driver of your bandwagon on Twitter. And yeah. you know, we saw all your family coming to the big events uh, where you were playing. Either it's an NBA All Star or, you know, Eurobaskets, yeah. Olympic Games. And it seems like that bond for you is really important uh, as well as a good team chemistry. And uh, what would, what do you remember? Which team and which situation in your career set you an example of the best atmosphere in a basketball team and how such things should be run? Best atmosphere. You know, it's, it's always important that the team sticks together inside. You know, like there's a lot of out, outside noise always, you know, and as long as you're good inside, you know, um, at the end of the day, you're the, you're the ones on the court playing. So you just got to stick together and not point fingers. And with my family showing up to all my big events, um, it's amazing, you know, to, to have their support, you know, at first when I was young, you know, I would get kind of shy when my dad would come watch, but like now I like, I like it. I like everyone there seeing it, you know, like, uh, I feel the support from them and it gives me extra motivation, you know, to play good. So by having all of them there, um, I, I just, I feel like I play better, you know, it's, uh, there's a bigger purpose. And yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and who was the best? Uh, who was the best captain uh, you ever had already? Captain, who set you know the example of leadership and what things you know you tried sure. you know to overtake for your following teams. Uh, you know, with with the national team, you know, we've had Mantas, we've had Miftokas, um, we've had you know all these greats you know in front of me, and then um in basketball in the nba like i would say russell westbrook my uh my my rookie year you know he went on a crazy run got the mvp and he took us to the playoffs you know and uh it was a great year for us and he really set the standard for me uh, as my first year coming into the nba and like how how my work ethic had to be and how i had to treat myself uh, in, in in order to succeed Uh, talking about uh, your uh, family again, uh, it may sound cliche, you know, but you had a million reasons to be, <laughs> let's say, cocky, basically because your dad is a bigger than president of Lithuania. But I did a research and I was told that all of you, uh, your brothers, Tautudas, Jigimantas, yourself, sister Oshina, were always very simple, very sincere, very helpful for your parents or, you know, others uh, uh, around you. And, you know, nothing like, oh, we are Sabonis kids and look at us. And uh, your mom was also very caring uh, and your dad was a bit strict, but mostly calm and fair. And, uh, you know, Uh, tell us what was the main rule or the main line at your house how parents tried to educate you and mm-hmm. to grow you up as good human g- beings first and foremost i don't know you know i just you know uh you follow your footsteps in your in your parents you know your parents set the example and as a kid you just follow and act like them you know so i give credit to my parents you know my mom and my dad you know they raised us this way you know we don't even think about it we're just us And um, I don't know. We just know what's important. Family is important to us. You know, we like to stick together. Um, we have a small group of friends that we all care about, you know, and it's just us, you know, and we know what makes us happy being together in basketball. <laughs> By the way, who's the captain of your of your family? <laughs> Who is trying, you know? Yeah. Savas, Savas, the big boy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the next thing uh, is skill and skill. 
most of the time comes from a hard work and determination. And I have a story from a FIBA World Cup 2019. It was the start of preparation camp for of Lithuania national team. You're landing in Lithuania probably at at night, something around uh, around the midnight midnight, and the next day you're in the gym at uh, eight in the morning. Uh, who shaped your approach on individual work? Uh, diets uh, you had and 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 so on uh, who was you know what was the breaking point when you understood that you had to invest on yourself um the breaking point was when i went to college i feel like college was the best decision i made for my career um going into college i realized how much um work had to be put in you know and in europe i did put in work everything but it was different you know you had one practice these were your two hours. It's a team practice. You can't get actual individual work, you know, because then season goes on long. And then in summer, um, it's national team. And then you got to rest like a week or two and then you go back into it, you know. And coming into college, I really had that freedom of having the gym 24-7 open for me, you know. And just their mindset of just getting in the gym and working and not worrying about games or nothing uh, really helped me um, understand how much work needs to be put in because, doesn't matter if you have the genetics or or whatever you know like if you don't put in the skill it's not if you don't put in the work you're not going to improve on that skill and then after college when i got drafted it's a whole nother level of how everyone was working you know like i thought i worked hard in college and then draft week was crazy you know like even harder than i would have ever thought and then once you get in the once you make it to the nba the hardest part is staying in there and keep working on your game you know and if you're not working they're going to replace you there are 60 new kids coming in every year, you know, so um, you just got to stay on top of it always. Is it true that Gonzaga coaching staff uh, from time to time uh, were, you know, uh, locking the doors of the gym because there were some stories out of Gonzaga, you know, that Thomas was going there, you know, at midnight and stuff and he, yeah. you know, he should relax with working with himself. So yeah. is there any true? Um, yeah, you know, there were definitely moments where... Um, they would make sure it would be a day off and close the close the gym. You know, we had like a, a card swipe or like a pin code to get in, you know, and like especially during Christmas and the holidays, uh, they would they would want everyone to stay out the gym. You know, um, I was in America, so my family couldn't come visit, you know, so I was alone. So I was like, what else am I going to do? I'm going to go to the gym, you know, but they really wanted me to rest. So I would say it's true in those areas where like on certain days they would want nobody in the gym. Okay, and uh, let's go to the next chapter. Uh, I have a few unforgettable days of your career, and I will name some real important days of your life. And your job is, you know, is to share your kind of first-person experience of that situation. And do you remember what was the first time or the first situation you understood your dad is pretty famous? Um, it was later. It was like maybe when I was like 10, 12, 13 years old. Um. I don't know. Well, we put in his, uh, we knew he was our dad and he was a basketball player, but not until we started going on YouTube and looking at his highlights and then really understanding, you know, what it actually meant, you know, and then he got inducted into the hall of fame in 2011. So, you know, there's more, you start learning more and more, you know, and then that's when you, I really, really realized, you know, as a young kid, I just saw him as my dad, you know, oh, that's dad, you know, he plays basketball. Cool. I want to be a basketball player. NBA draft night back in 2016, you're sitting in a green room with your family uh, yeah. Can you recall these last minutes or last hours before the moment you were drafted as the 11th pick? Uh, what you were hearing, who's going to draft you, by which pick you will be selected and so on? Um, yeah, it was a crazy turn of events. <laughs> uh, very nervous. Um, we thought, you know, either Toronto at nine, you know, and then 
that didn't happen. And then we knew OKC was going to try and make the trade. Um, but then they said they couldn't make it. And then they were like, okay, it's going to happen for Orlando. So we're like, okay, we're going to Orlando, but we're getting traded. When I go up there, right before my agent says the trade didn't go through, they can't make it through. You're going to Orlando. And we're like, oh my God. <laughs> so before they called my name up, we have two minutes and we're thinking like, okay, Orlando, yeah, Disney World is that we can make it work. You know, like it's going to be fun. You know, we didn't expect it, you know? Uh, so I went up thinking I was actually going to Orlando. I came down, I did the interview talking about playing with Vooch and everyone thinking <laughs> I was going to Orlando. Then I had to go do an ESPN interview after on the table with like all the TNT guys. And my agent grabs me on the side when I was walking. He's like, you're actually going to OKC, but no one knows yet. So I had to like lie during that interview saying like, oh yeah, I'm excited. And then after the interview, they changed the hats and then I had to do the whole process again. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so so there's a lot sorry. of emotions. We did not know where we were going. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next thing which was re really exciting in OKC was the famous cupcake game. Uh, and your NBA rookie, oh. you know, uh, between Kevin Durant, uh, his comeback to OKC as a warrior, and your NBA rookie between him and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. What do you remember? That was the loudest game I've ever been a part to. It was crazy in there. Um, even warming up before the game in the NBA, you have your 15 minutes individually. The arena was packed an hour before the game. It was already full. Signs, everything. Since the moment, since the warm-up, like, It was, I swear, when he would touch the ball, it was the, it was the loudest I've ever been in an arena. And I played in some big arenas in Europe, but that game was pretty intense. Was it like you just wanted, you know, to go away from Russell's uh, path? Excuse me? Was it like, you know, you just wanted, you know, not to disturb Russell, you know, just get out of his way? Oh, yeah, no, it was just, we just wanted to get the win, you know, as a, as a team, you know, playing for the Thunder that time, we just wanted to get the win, you know, for the team, the organization, you know, for us, you know, um, But yeah, the experience playing in that arena that night was uh, pretty insane. The day you were traded to Indiana, uh, what were your thoughts? What's going uh, to be next, you know, with your NBA career? Yeah. Um, uh, I got traded. Uh, we just flew into Orlando for the summer league. Um, and, you know, I was looking at the trades, you know, I thought there were going to be other trades that maybe I could be involved into. Um, There was something about Blake Griffin coming to OKC, you know, and then he re-signed his big deal. So I was like, okay, I won't get traded now. Uh, the, the deadline was approaching and it was like almost past it. And like I was putting my alarm on to have our first summer league game. And um, then the GM called me and said, you're traded, you know, to the Pacers, which there was no, no rumors, nothing, you know. So I was very shocked. Next morning I had to fly out to OKC and like pack my stuff. And I, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know. Um, I just got traded, you know, twice, if you think about it, in a year. And I don't know how my career was going to be, you know, in the NBA. And then that summer, I decided uh, not to go with the national team to the Eurobasket to work on my game because uh, I had a new team. I had a new chance to prove myself, you know, and um, I'm glad I did it. You know, I improved a lot that, that, that summer. And then that's where I began my, my career with the Pacers, you know. Yeah, and it was only a single summer in our career when you missed uh, Lithuanian yeah. uh, national team duties. You, you played for all youth teams, and now you again with the Lithuanian national team. And I have another uh, highlight of your uh, life. Uh, okay, you were um, three days away from being the youngest Lithuanian national team player ever. Uh, Jonas is the youngest one. Uh, but And your first experience was in Eurobasket 2015. But I want to ask you about uh, Rio Olympics 2016. Mm -hmm. You were what maybe 20 years uh, old uh, mm -hmm. 
what tell you your friends about that experience about the olympic debut uh it was really cool you know being part of the olympics is an experience that you don't want to miss you know so that's why we're here now trying to win this tournament to go to tokyo um it's something really cool i got experience i got to experience it with my dad you know and it just made it a lot more special um walking out to the to your country you know in the ceremony and then just playing in front of the biggest stage against everybody um was amazing you know and this was my first say big tournament after college you know i just got drafted and going playing against these um all these uh great players all around the, uh, the world was way better than playing in, su in summer league you know and and getting that experience so it was just a very exciting time your best highlight and best experience of being selected as the nba all-star um just being in the locker room with all legends hall of famers you know you're in the locker room and you look around and every player is someone you used to play growing up at, uh, on 2k you know and you're like oh my god this is crazy you know and you're in there they're asking questions they're joking around with you they know your game they know you they ask about your family so just by them knowing who i am and being in that situation with them um is the coolest part who, who was the player you approached first in that locker room I don't even remember. It was a blur. <laughs> Those first five minutes in the locker room saying hi to everyone. And the best day of your life, how it will look like? The best day of my life? I don't know. Uh, winning winning medals with uh, winning gold medals with the national team. That's the goal. That's always been the goal. I think it's the goal for this country too. And uh, I just want to go out there and have fun and play basketball. And the last part of the, of the podcast, uh, I have three urgent questions uh, right now. Uh, and the first one is about Indiana Pacers coaching hire Rick Carlisle. What's your opinion about this move? Uh, very excited, you know, um, Hall of Fame coach, you know, we're so, I mean, I'm excited. Once I heard the news, uh, I was very excited. Uh, we knew there were rumors, but nothing till official, you know. Um, he coached my dad um, as assistant in Portland, you know, so there's that connection. Um, I'm just really excited uh, to get to work with him and know him, his mindset and how we're going to play and everything. Uh, It's a it's a fresh start for us, you know, and uh, we just we just want to go out there and have fun and win as many games as we can. What did that tell you uh, about Rick? You know how in what ways he's special? Uh, oh yeah, no, my dad, my family loves him. You know, um, they might come visit me more in Indiana now because <laughs> uh, there's a there's a familiar face. And um, no, you know, um, everyone everyone's excited for this opportunity, you know, and we just really want to see um, what's going to happen this year. I don't know if you're if you're aware of it, but uh, recently Reggie Miller, uh, Pacers legend, uh, sent some message. Let's say by saying it's more so time now for the Indiana Pacers players to start looking uh, looking at themselves in the mirror. Uh, what do you think about uh, these remarks? And uh, the next question is: Did you ever talk to Reggie in person or other Pacers mm -hmm. legends? Uh, how close they are uh, with the team? Um, about the remarks, nothing. You know, um, sometimes. Um, Um, it's always good uh, to look yourself in the mirror and see um, where you where you can get better. You know, um, every one of us individually in the team. You know, um, next year is a no excuse year. You know, we we got to come out. You know, I feel like it's our one of our last tries. You know, as a group. You know, if if we stick together after the summer uh, to really go out there and show everybody. You know, we have a lot of talent in the team, and now we just got to go out there and show everybody uh, how how we can play. You know, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And you mentioned that uh, your best day of your life, uh, you know, will include the Olympic medals. 
and probably if you ha- if you want to win Olympic uh, medals, uh, it's very likely that you will have to beat uh, Luka Doncic and Slovenia national team in the qualifying tournament in Konas. Uh, what it takes to stop Luka? Uh, what what's you know, let's say, what's the way to at least to try to contain him? Yeah, I was gonna say you can't really stop him. <laughs> uh, we'll just uh, we'll do our best, you know, to try and contain him. Um, coaches will obviously um, come up with a plan to try and stop him as much as we can. But you know, um, he's a gen- he's a generational player. He's gonna come out and do his thing, you know. And uh, we just gotta try and make it as uncomfortable for him as possible, you know. And then we have to play a great game, you know. We're all gonna have to play our best game. Um, the team is dangerous, you know. It's not only him, you know. They have a whole team of other talented players, you know. But till we get there, we have our first game against Venezuela. Then we got Korea, and then we got to keep, you know, going, you know. So uh, one game at a time, and then uh, if it happens to be that matchup, um, we'll we'll do our best to be ready. Thanks, thanks, Thomas. It was short but very nice. Uh, thanks a lot again, and go get there to grab that Olympic ticket. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's all, folks. Uh, you can follow Urbonus uh, on a few different platforms, starting from Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, uh, iTunes, also YouTube channel, and most uh, first and for- foremost, you can follow us on basketnews.com.